Welcome back for another exciting episode of the Afternoon Morning Show. My name is Chris Mueller. I'm joined, as always, by Vinny Kiamko Yap. Hola! Hey guys, how's everybody doing out there in podcast land? Hey, so last episode we were supposed to talk about overcoming adversity. Instead, we talked about Sephora and witchcraft. That's, I mean, what more do you want to do with your morning? I think, you know, anytime I can talk about makeup, it, it makes it, you know... Yeah. I am, actually I think that last episode was an important episode. So if you haven't listened to it, go ahead yeah. and listen to it. And uh, just a reminder: the afternoon morning show is brought to you by Everyday Catholic because Catholic shouldn't mean boring. That's love it. Working on it. You working, so you're we're working trying new taglines. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so one of the things, we, like I said, we want to talk about overcoming adversity. And between uh, the last episode and this episode. Uh, what happened was Mark Wahlberg's schedule somehow, <laughs> did he tweet it? Uh, who, who put that on I the web? I don't, I think, I honestly, I think he did. Cause I know on his Instagram, he shares a lot of his workout stuff. Right. So I wouldn't be surprised if he had tweeted or posted somewhere. I don't, I don't know where the source is. Cause by now everything's buried. I, it was just so. like, I, I looked at it cause I was curious. Cause I, I like to think my ideal schedule is pretty stringent. Like I, you know, it's, I, it, you know, it is what it is. Well, cause I'm, you're up at what? Right like now, five. Nah, I'm like six. I'm still trying to get in routine with the kids' like school gotcha. schedules. Okay. And, yeah, because they're what? They're only three weeks in. Well, yeah, something weeks like in? that. And I, you know, I came off summer, and then I didn't get established, and then the kids' schedules. So it's hard. So mm. anyway, we'll talk about my schedule in a second. But okay, so when does Mr. Wahlberg wake up every day? He wakes up at two thirty. That's insane. Every morning. Why would you do that? Yeah, well, I'm I, for some reason. Hold on, I have. I mean, I get up. like there's a lot of stuff to do every day. And the only way to get more time in a day is to sleep yeah. less and to use your time more wisely. But but two thirty in the morning. Yeah. So this is so from Business Insider actually posted a full thing that was easier to read. Um, so it says a typical daily schedule: two thirty a.m. wake up. That's not happening for me that's anytime really, soon unless I have to. Two thirty a.m. wake up is for a lot of yeah. people like good night. I yeah. mean, it's you know that's yeah. super um, early. And then for those of you who have been following Mark Wahlberg for a while, feel it, knows feel it. that he is, wow, really? I'm, I went deep with that one. You All right. Have you seen any of his interviews where people bring the rap stuff up? He does not like he it. He does not like it. Well, he was Marky Mark. I mean, Marky you know. Mark and the Funky Bunch? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. It was the 90s. Was it the 90s? Yeah, it was. You well, know. It was the late 80s, early 90s, right? Man, everybody works out lifting cinder blocks. You know, you know that's, that's the thing. That's how I choose to I don't even out. know where you get a cinder block weight set. It's by, I don't know. <laughs> it was anyway. Um, and the Funky Bunch. But he is also a pretty devout Catholic as well. So He is, yeah, absolutely. So from two after waking up at 2.30, at 2.45 is prayer time. Which I completely Which commend. Absolutely. Is awesome. Yeah. Um, then 3.15 breakfast. I'm not ready to have breakfast at 3.15. Well, if I spent an hour, you know, if I spent True. that time praying, you know. And then from 3.40 to 5.15 a.m., he's working out. 3.40 to 5.15. 3.40 to 5.15. That doesn't seem like a whole lot of time there, no. does it? No. Those, yeah. But that's... But there, that's like a power. I guess it's like a power workout or something because he works out several other times throughout oh. the day. Or like one, like at least okay, one okay. Other so time. workout number one, workout number one. I think it's just probably cardio. Let's yeah. say cardio. I'm just gonna fill the blank. Um, five thirty a.m. post workout meal. Okay. Six a.m. shower. Okay. Seven thirty a.m. golf. Every day. Every day. That's Every typical. day. Wow. Um, I'm okay. So right there, I'm gonna say you could have slept a little bit. A little bit longer. Today. Than, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I, I don't know. It's from, from the interviews that I've read. That's like a, like a family thing or like a friend thing that okay. kind of gets up together 
to play golf, but apparently they're sprinting through it because at 8 a.m. is a snack. Yeah, you can't play. I mean, so no. it might just be the driving range. <laughs> no, they they play of like they can't. You can't play 18 holes. How okay? How many? They're sprinting through it. I guess so. Yeah. Well, because no, is... there was an interview, like the part of this interview um, that they've taken excerpts from says that we're normally sprinting through it. Like everybody's just we're we're hitting balls and that's what's I don't happening. Even, yeah. Um, although I would assume at 8 a.m. He probably has a snack with him, so they're probably playing. He might snack during yeah. golf. Okay, that's possible. Yeah. I, I can go with that. Uh, the 9.30 a.m. cryo chamber recovery. I think it's interesting that he puts snack in his schedule mm-hmm. because really the only other people who have snack in their schedule. I mean, you may have a snack, but they have it in the schedule are like preschoolers. Yes. Right? Because like that's the only people <laughs> yeah. who have like actually on the schedule of the day is snack. Right? That's yeah. it's, it's kind of funny. So he does cryo chamber. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what ha- that is? I have done the cryo chamber. Have you really? Yeah. In How fact, is uh, it? my friend, you know, David Calvita yes. is, a, is a huge fan of the cryo chamber. In. Is he really? He is. He was the one who turned me on to the cryo chamber. Oh, wait. So, so what, what is it? What happens? You get in a big tube that essentially is, it's from like your neck up mm-hmm. and down, right? And they flood it with like super cooled air. Um, and you have to, you actually have to wear gloves and, um, and I think booties, I think they put on and they tell you, you should not do it full. You you get, you strip down to your underwear, but you shouldn't be too clingy because apparently you can get frostbite. That's why they make you wear the gloves and keep your extremities. So, wow. Yeah. So, holy yeah. So I did like what? Minus like 90. I don't even know what the temperatures get to. It's really cold. I mean, I I can tell you, I did it one time. I was like, Oh, I'll try it. the, The theory is it, it pushes all the inflammation out from your extremities back into your core and that blood gets enriched in your core and it goes out and it, it's a, it's a, it's like a cure all for like, you know, exercise or hangovers or jet lag and it fixes everything. Uh, Anthony Robbins, famous, you know, motivational okay. guy, mm. huge guy. He, he's kind of the one who lit the whole cryo chamber thing up. That I he's, didn't know. Yep. Yep. Mm. He's big advocate of it. So I did it. I did it once. It was very, I, I thought a little pricey for um uh, for mm. Chris Mueller level salary and I have never had so much pain in my shoulder <laughs> after that really yeah it was just I didn't it didn't work I, and they say that like you know oh well, no you got to go couple treatments everything's couple treatment. I did I did acupuncture oh you got to keep going mm. for it I'm like dude it's been three weeks you keep yeah. sticking me with needles ain't nothing feeling better mm-hmm. I, I, you know if anything's better it's just because I've relaxed on this table for, for 30 <laughs> minutes you know a couple times a week well at what point is like is it a just a placebo effect like oh yeah oh this is supposed to work so I can tell like, you though so I've been doing physical therapy because of the car accident I had mm-hmm. um, and I've I had some like deep muscle sort of uh, myofacial release stuff mm-hmm. they're doing where they really dig into if you can hear the banging right now on the window that's my son who I'm going to turn the microphone off uh, in a second and tell him to stop uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll cut that out bro. anyway so so the myofacial release it's like super like painful mm. um, but they dig in but I gotta tell you of everything I've done this works um, in fact, I was there yesterday and the lady was working on my neck and, sh- and it was like, wow, when she was doing all this stuff, I'm like, that doesn't hurt as bad. She's like, yeah, it's loosening up. So once, hey. once a week, the physical therapist tortures me for, you know, an hour. Yeah, or but so. that's also because she's trying to stretch out the muscle. Oh, absolutely. And they're all out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And- Well, and then they, I, I, anyway, there's a whole thing. You can do some at home so, stuff. So myofacial, I, I would say acupuncture, hooey. Cryo chamber, I, I'm not convinced, but I think maybe if you had money and time, go for it. Well, yeah, because you only did it once. Right. So. But the myofacial release stuff, the deep tissue massage, mm-hmm. I, I give that a complete stamp of approval. Well, at least something works. Um, hey, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Works. Yeah. Um, All right. So go back to the schedule. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the cryo chamber at 930 and then at 1030, another snack. 
He snacks. He's a snacker. Well, but okay, if you're if you're working out and you're trying to yeah. maintain or build muscle, particularly at his age, he's what like pushing fifty now. Yeah, just about. Right. I mean, so your your body starts stops mm-hmm. releasing, you know, as much. Well, but also when you're when you're working out that much, they say you go you go less from big meals and a little more snacking. Yeah, you want to keep it because thro- you're trying to increase growth <laughs> yeah. and all of that stuff. How um, old is Mark Wahlberg? That's a great question. Because I'm 42, I feel like he's older than me. Is he? Yeah, because he was definitely feeling it when I was still in like middle school. Or he was definitely or feeling feeling. Yeah. The good, the good vibrations. As a middle schooler? Ah, oh, man. Mark. Which might have been late 80s. He is 47 years old. He is five years older than me. Okay. So, I mean, he's hitting that. Yeah. So, when I was age, 12, he was yeah. 17. Right. So, so that's them good vibrations. Them good vibrations. Just this whole episode is just going to be. I'm going to keep coming Mark back. To it. Yeah. yeah I, I, cool. I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, I'll do it again. Um, and right. then at 11 a.m., family time slash meetings slash work calls. Which, how old are his kids? Because 11 a.m., I can't do family time at 11 a.m. Because no. my kids are at school. Yeah, well, and it sounds like he's, well, I mean, I think he's also got some young ones, too. But family time slash like meeting four. slash work call? Well, because I think if, if the family's home, like, on a weekend, if he's home for the weekend, I can yeah. see where family time comes in. But during the week, like, meetings and work calls. Right. That can come in. Um, and then that's a huge chunk of his day up until 1 p.m. for lunch. So basically, he's working and yeah. family time up until basically. Well, so at from two, two to twelve. I mean, that's 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 a lot. That's a lot going on, right? Absolutely. And then it does not stop. So one p.m. lunch, and then two p.m. he's back with works with working and meetings, um, and then at three p.m. he goes and picks up the kids at school, which is cool, yeah. right? So in that, so I, I think what I see is he gets up before. You know, before God to, yeah. to do all this work, he gets ten hours of work done before noon. Yeah, and he picks up the kids at three, and then from three on, what's going on? Is he like, is it three three thirty snack? Okay, well you gotta have the snacks. <laughs> I mean, it's very important. Yo, he's he's snacking. But remember when they when they came out with what the Rock eats every day? Oh yeah, Dwayne Johnson. That mm-hmm. was ridiculous. Well, then like his cheat meals are like a full table and like a full sack of pancakes. Well, have you seen this, that photo? Yeah, I mean his cheat meal is a small child, pretty I mean, much. You know, yeah. yeah. Bring me a goat. <laughs> Continue. Just. <laughs> There's like a pen of goats out there. I just, picture, I just <laughs> picture him walking out there and just grabbing one and dragging <laughs> it back dragging in. It. His kids are like, what? Well, he's kind of, it's, you make him sound like the Cyclops from Greek mythology. I know, mythology. but that's yeah, like, kind of like the rhyme. Yeah, I guess so. Right. Um, so 3.30, snack, 4 p.m., workout number two. Okay, wow. Yeah, and then he schedules 5 p.m. another shower, and then at 5.30. Wait, so, so from 3 to 5 is workout number two? From th- no, uh, so basically from three thirty, he gives himself like thirty minutes to kind of get ready for workout number two. Right. So at four p.m., so a full hour of a workout. Then five p.m. he showers. Okay. And then at five thirty is dinner and family time. Okay. And then he's in bed by like seven. Seven thirty. Yeah. Okay. Right. So uh, you know, here's what I, I like about this. It's well, a. It's it's completely insane. That's um, it's ridiculous. But sometimes. I think it. You look at people like Mark Wahlberg, who's obviously a high achiever, right? And and yes, he was part of the Funky Bunch. Um, actually, led the Funky Bunch. If you yeah, will. no, he uh, and he, but he's had this tremendous he was success. The that I had mean, the he, bunch. remember his breakout? I think his breakout film, Once Upon a Time, the first real film I remember him in was Dumbo Drop. Disney's Dumbo Drop. Was it really? It, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, which is a great movie, by the way. Which I, I haven't seen reaching in for. Deep Ever. right there. Yeah. And, he, and he's done a lot of films since then. But the tendency to think about celebrities or actors or high achievers or Google execs or whoever is that they just, they just kind of their lives are easy. easy. And that that's insane. 
if you want success, are you willing to have an insanely scheduled day? Yeah. Are you even to have a scheduled day, mm. right? Because most most people wander through their days and they don't like. There's no schedule. Yeah. There's no concept. There's no goals. There's no yeah. routine. They just kind of expect things to happen magically. And that's, there's no magic there. No. That's just nothing but hard work. Well, and that's, I mean, also if, I mean, if you know part of Mark Wahlberg's story is that that guy had to mess up and mess up and something clicked. And finally he goes, well, something has a change. Right. And lo and behold, the actor he is now. Right. Crazy schedule. Like, right. But I guarantee you, there there are a lot of people in the world who could achieve the level of success that Mark Wahlberg has achieved, but they're not willing to put in the time it takes to get there. Yeah, I believe that. Right? I believe and that. It, and, and that's, you know, there's a single-mindedness that I, I lack. I mean, I, and I, I like to think I have a, a decent schedule, but um, but that's insane. Oh, you know? yeah. And I just, like, getting up at 2.30. But I, I, I guess when you're going to bed at 7.30... In the evening, waking up at two thirty is not like the biggest deal because you're getting that full. Yeah, no, that still sucks. I mean, again, I, I guess. I mean, because seven thirty, so you're you're kind of in a sense you're following the the sort of cycle of the sun. You know what I mean? You're, mm-hmm. You know, you're it, it gets dark, you go to sleep, and and for how many? Do you know that if you look back in like ancient olden times, ancient times before electricity, before all these things, it was very common for people to go to bed around when the sun went down, and then they would wake up around two in the morning. And they would get stuff done, and then they might go back to sleep for like an hour or two, and then wake up say, with the yeah. sun. It was like going yeah. up with the sun and get, going down with the sun, right? It's, but they didn't sleep for the entire, you know, no. from sundown to sun, you know, sunrise. It they would have like this sort of yeah. midnight productivity where they might do things, you know, some things yeah. around the home or you know, like milk the cows or whatever. Um, but they didn't stay up the whole time. Mm-hmm. And so, in a sense, he's returning to an older type of life, mm, right? a yeah, more, a more simple kind of thing. And I wonder. You know what the effect of that is going to sleep when it gets dark. Um, now, granted, he's rising when it's still dark. But again, yeah, yeah. Y- if you go to sleep when it gets dark, y- you've slept enough you've slept by enough, two in the yeah. morning. Well, okay, so what? He goes to bed at seven thirty, eight thirty, nine thirty, ten thirty, eleven thirty, twelve thirty, one thirty, two thirty, seven hours. Yeah, that's that's, that's well, that's legit. and that's that's the lowest you can have to be productive. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. I've tried to run on like five and a half hours or five to five and a half hours, and I can't do it. I just yeah. feel like I'm, I'm beaten up all the time. Well, and oftentimes because your immune system just gets shot after that. Yeah. You're constantly getting sick. Yeah. You know. But okay, so this, so I had on my notes here, we're going to talk about Mark Wahlberg's schedule because I, there's something about, and I, as I said, I went on this hike with my son and my brother and my, my brother's sons um, and some friends from church. And we, we did this hike and we were up in Wyoming and it was, it's the, um, the Cirque of the, peaks or something is where we were at oh, okay and so you had so the this was a day hike so we hiked in made camp we did a day hike with no packs or anything and it was um a ridiculous amount of climbs i mean it was like you climb up you climb down you climb up you climb down and there were some points where it wasn't even switchbacks you were literally just taking six inch steps up a hill oh it was terrible oh my gosh that well, i would die it was awesome but it was terrible right i don't mind the hike but that like that no nah. Right. And so that I would take a little bit for me. I'm a little competitive. I don't like to hike in the back of the line just because I don't, I like to be able to see where I'm going. Mm. And, uh, but there are points where you just, you just, you're like, your, your legs are burning, right? Mm. You know, you want to stop. And, uh, it was interesting because it just got me thinking about the need for adversity. And, you know, so I kept, like, I kept, and I, and I, and I just sort of fell into this kind of positive talk thing, which, you know, there's positive talk, blah, blah, blah. But as I started to, like, hurt and want to stop, then I started to, like, just to, to a, a little positive talk, mm. like, okay, we can do this. You got this. Just walking. Um, and then the other thing was slipping into worship. 
right? To like, okay, well, I'm going to offer the pain Interesting. Okay. for my, I'm going to offer this, like mm-hmm. this, and it's silly, it's, it's subject, I didn't need to do this, but like offering the pain for my wife who was at home with the rest of the kids, right? You know, and, and just offering hallelujahs through the pain, right? And, uh, and the struggle. And it was such a powerful moment, right? And I remember I got to the top of uh, what was called Jackass Pass. And because whoever made that trail, that's what everyone says. That guy is absolutely... That yeah, that makes sense. No, I mean, totally. That's you know, six inch steps straight uphill. And, oh man, we were up above the tree line. Um, there was still snow uh, in places where we were, so it was a crazy Whoa. hike. Yeah, um, how they it, got like there were parts that were still covered in snow, or was it just so high that it was? It was just so high that there was, and it wasn't covered. You'd find snow in like shady areas. Um, yeah, it, this was a crazy wow. hike. But but I, I remember I got to the top and um, just saying like I lied. I lied to my body and told, and I told myself I could do it and my body believed me, you know, mm. and how much of life, it's funny because they, they've done studies of guys and <clears throat> men tend to feel that weight of being found out. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm. Um, and it's so often you read books on leadership and, and so many great leaders, you know, just, they're just doing what they had to do, but they're terrified. They're making the wrong decision the whole time. And, you know, how many people, like, how many, how often have I stopped in life? You know, I think back when I was in LA and I was, I wanted to quote unquote be an actor, mm-hmm. you know, where I wouldn't even, I would have headshots and maybe not even send them to agents or producers or whatever for fear of being rejected by those people, mm-hmm. right? How many times have I failed to go after what maybe God was calling me to do? Not because I doubted his faithfulness, um, but because of the stories I told myself about why it wasn't possible mm, for me to yeah. do it, right? And that's, that's actually Anthony Robbins. I think it's Anthony Robbins. And I've listened to a lot of motivational speakers over my Sounds lifetime. Like I, you know what? Hey, it's good stuff. Um, but that's so true. Like, how many times have we not done what we wanted to do because the stories we told ourselves about why we couldn't do them? Mm. You know? Yeah. Whether that be... Um, you know, starting a business or, mm. or getting an A in a class or asking that girl out. I can yeah. think of like, okay, and granted, I have no regrets because my wife is amazing. But like, <laughs> I look back at my 20s and I go, how many times did I not talk to someone because I was scared of yeah. what they would think of me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was in a locker room last week in, in like, uh, in, in another part of the country, so I, was, I was working out on the road and I'm, I'm in the locker room and I'm like, ah, I don't know, and like, you know, the whole locker room anxiety thing. I'm like, dude, I'm never going to see any of these people again. What do I it's care? Whatever. I could be yeah. walking around naked as a jaybird. I don't care. Like they're not like, but you know, we have this anxiety <laughs> about what will other people think? What's going on? You know what I mean? Like, it, have you ever noticed old men in the locker room are way too comfortable? Way too comfortable. Yeah. They're just they throwing just, they talcum powder caring. everywhere, talking to each other with one leg up on a bench. Yeah. I mean, it's. <laughs> Seriously. It's the most awkward thing. What is going on? Hmm. Every locker room in the world I've ever been to at a gym, you're like, there's two old guys just walking around. <laughs> it's, but it's, it's, I feel like that's part of, like, there's, there's a contract somewhere that says there has to be at least two of them. Two in guys. The locker room together. Yep. Absolutely. But that's their quota. Like they have to have at least two. And it's not like, it's not a racial thing. Cause I've been, no. and, and sometimes it's two old white dudes. Sometimes two old Asian guys or yeah. two African-American guys or an African-American it, guy it, and a white it, guy. It's, it's cross cultural, right? It's, it, it doesn't matter. No. Once you get to a certain age as an, as an old man, if you're working out slowly, you're going to walk around the locker room buck naked and just hang out. And but make, man, to have that just kind of like, oh, whatever. You know? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so but back to the hike thing because that was totally a segue. Yeah. We, we lost all of the female listeners at that point. Well, yeah, because we we talk we started talking about <laughs> naked, naked, naked old, old dudes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Ooh, that was, what it, was, it? it was a weird segue uh, or it's a trip, not even a segue. But um, 
It's not what I plan on talking about. But I feel like there's there's an (laughs) there's a need. Like I, there's something really important about going out and doing hikes mm. or, or lifting weights or, or, or trying to learn how to do Photoshop on, like, this is something about guys, men in particular, but I think for women, it's valid too, where if we don't engineer adversity in our lives, we miss an important lesson about your ability, about my ability to overcome adversity. Mm. Right. And so going out and doing a hike, jackass pass, right. I learned a lesson on that. You know, anybody who does something like that learns a lesson that there's more inside of you that you didn't know you had, mm. right? And and so, you know, where are we in, in where am I in modern, in, in like my life, <clears throat> setting up obstacles to overcome, to remind mm. myself I have that strength to overcome them, right? And yeah, and, and again, yeah. like I, it's, it's uh, I'm watching my son on, in water polo and all summer long, they just tried to kill him, right? <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's common for high school sports, yeah. right? Like that's you, you go to hell week and it's named it's, appropriately. Yeah, absolutely. Cause you, you think I've died and I'm there. I'm there now. This is what this it's going to be like. This is what it's always going to it, be. It will be bear crawls in the stadium. That's what it's going to be oh, like. Bear Dude, crawls. The, I just like, hearing about what they did, but, but there's a lesson there, right? Mm. That you're stronger than the pain. Yeah. Right. That you that you can fight through this. And that lesson's gonna be necessary and important somewhere down the line yeah. where the pain isn't contrived. Right. Mm. And I just think that's it's such an important an important thing. Like I it, it, I don't know that it's kind of started having me look at my life where I'm saying, you know, how often do I seek comfort when when pain would serve me better? Ah. Uh, and that yeah. sounded like a, a sensei right there. Yeah, it was good. I do what it I was can. really good. Yeah. Was, I'm inspired. Well, you um, should be. Um, no, absolutely. Um, I, I know that there have been a handful of times in my life specifically, I mean, specifically now, like I think the, where I'm at now have been all due to moments where I absolutely have been challenged. You know, I, I remember the first time I actually got to lead worship and somebody was just like, all right, you're the guy that we have. Let's go. And I remember being like, uh, sure. Cause I mean, I had, I had led with everybody else that was, and I just backed them up, you know, but there was that did it once and it wasn't great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was not great. Right. You know, but for some reason f- still feeling compelled that in order to be better, I had to do it. The things that I didn't want to do. Cause I'm, I don't, enjoy i truly don't enjoy being in front of people right as 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 much as i think people think i mean i'm more comfortable now right but like having to set goals for myself of like okay this is coming up here's what i have to do to get to the point where i can i know that i'm ready to go right you know yeah totally um i mean even even with um like something that had had just come up uh my buddy brandon um had messaged a bunch of us for something called the Exodus 90. Um, I don't know if you've heard of the Exodus 90. No, but it sounds like PX90. It's it T90X. Is, I can't, I don't know, I can't register. I'm, I'm so, dyslexic. So basically, it's 90 days of basically prayer, changing diet, working out. Um, so the things that you kind of um, have to do, so... It's devoting yourself to 90 days of, of constant prayer. Um, so here are the things. 
Um, agreeing to lukewarm showers, no alcohol, desserts, sweets, sodas, or sweetened drinks. Um, no eating between meals, no television or movies, or televised sports without permission of group. Only music that lifts the soul right. to God. Com- computer for research only. Regular and intense exercise. No major material purchases without permission of the group. At least seven hours of sleep each night. Yeah, that's huge. And so the, the whole idea of it is, um, you know, we talk about rewiring the brain. Right. With with stuff, you know, with, with getting out of maybe it is pornography or maybe it is certain habits that we're trying to break. They say commonly the 90 days is how long it takes. Right. To rewire the brain. Yeah. You know, and so I was looking at this last night and I'm like, crap. <laughs> but I love that, though, because one of my one of my notes for this episode was drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah, right? and it, and it sounds it, it's you know I, we all want to be such like uh, independent thinkers. Yeah, and I'm gonna do my own thing, but literally, if you you know look at your life and you go, where do I want to be in five years, or where did I think I'd be today, and and I'm not there. Why am I not there? And sometimes there's things out of your control, but what things are in my control that I can do something to change? Yeah, and you look at like okay, so whether it's a diet or a self help book mm-hmm. or um, a marketing plan or you know whatever. Drink the Kool-Aid. There are other people who have done the things, or, you know, the holiness, who have done the things that you want to do, so try it, right? Yeah. And But most of us, what we'll do is we'll start trying a plan, and we'll go, well, you know, uh, I know better than that. Yeah. Or, you know, this that doesn't work for me, and so I'm going to just, no, don't modify until you've yeah. learned it. It's like when people start life in their parish, I say, follow it slavishly. Until you understand the system, mm-hmm. then you can do it. Just because when you play an instrument, you got to learn to play scales yeah. first, right? Oh, you yeah. play the scales, and then you can play jazz. But if you start trying to play jazz, jazz yeah. it ain't gonna work. Right? Well, yeah. And most people do that with their lives. They never really. So this this ninety day challenge. Yeah, man. If you're gonna do it, do it and and hit it hard. Yeah. And and see what happens, right? Um. I, right now, I'm I'm trying to drink the Kool Aid on. Um, Michael Hyatt is a uh, he's an online kind of guru about building an online platform, mm-hmm. and so I'm trying to implement that for everyday Catholic. Mm-hmm. I'm also working. I mentioned StoryBrand and and kind of yeah. approaching how we do things with with everyday Catholic that way. And one of the things I'm saying to myself every day is, how am I going to move the ball today? Mm-hmm. How am I going to move the ball today? How am I going to do what I need to do or that what I need to do to 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 get where I want to be? Because yeah. I think that's it's. So many people aren't willing to Wahlberg, right? Yo, let's. They're not willing let's to Wahlberg. Call it that. I mean, They're I willing yeah. Willing to I, We should post it and be like, "Are you willing to Wahlberg? Wahlberg?" You know, because it's true. If you want change in your life, you have to change what you're doing, mm-hmm. right? And if you're not willing to face adversity, then you're never, yeah. you know. You, you, so we we did this this hike back to my hike, and we went up Jackass Pass, um, and then you went down into the Cirque of the Peaks, mm-hmm. and it was stunning. Um, you, you're literally in this little valley in the middle of the mountains Whoa. with with a, with kind of a small kind of lake mm-hmm. in there and a waterfall in it. Um, and so we hiked down in there. We had lunch. Would have never seen it if we turned around. Would have never gotten there. You know, you'd never get to that point where you're like, I'm seeing this incredible view. I'm on the other side. Mm-hmm. And what, what was interesting is to get back was much easier because you're going yeah. downhill and there's a different path and it was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and most people... Never, never get there because they look mm. at the climb and they go, I, I don't know. And, you know, so, so again, if, if you, what, what do you want to do? What, what, where's the thing? Like in my life, I look, where's the thing? What's, where do I want to be? 
am I trying to get to the same place I've been trying to get to for the last five, ten mm. years? Whether that be holiness, Absolutely, whether that yeah. be professionally, whether that be relationship-wise. And what are the limiting factors? And am I moving forward or am I mm. moving backward, right? And and so, again, whether that's a, whether that's a business plan, whether that's a marketing plan, whether that's a diet, whether that's yeah. um, a professional development Find a plan. I don't, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not even endorsing. Like, if you're prayer, I would say that 90 day challenge sounds insane. It sounds Wahlberg to me. Yeah, it sounds very Wahlberg to me. I would say uh, Father Michael Scanlon's book on appointment with God. If mm-hmm. you want to have, like, you say, I really want like a prayer life that's gonna, it's gonna change me, right? Like, it's yeah. gonna. That's a plan, right? Um, uh, Father John Burns has a, a 10 day retreat. Uh, book, and I can't remember the name of it, but it's it's awesome, right? Yeah, that's a plan, yeah. right? Um, or um. <clears throat> The consecration of Mary, right? That's that's a plan. Yeah. These are all plans, mm-hmm. right? All you gotta do is follow a freaking plan. Yeah. And well, see and what changes your life. I also think like like the Exodus 90, that intimidates me a little bit. But that's how I know that I think I should probably do it. Right. Because there are things that are on that list that I'm like, hmm, and trying to picture myself with doing those those things or without the things that are in it. Right. And Part of me, like reading it last night, cringed a little bit. Like, well, how am I going to do that? How am I going to do that? Right. And woke up this morning going, crap. <laughs> that means well, I've got to do this because there's that, there's that thing that, you know, when we come up to something that we're being challenged with, especially when God is throwing it in the midst of our lives um, and he's challenging us. And obviously we can't see what the fruit is going to be on the other end. Right. Yeah, totally. You know? Um, and I think if there's that hesitancy initially, it doesn't scare you, but is like super intimidating. Yeah. I think you have to take the chance. Well, and here's the reality. Like in the good way. But knowing that going into it saying, I'm not going to fail. 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 But knowing you're going to fail. And that's where I think a lot of, a lot of times I've gotten hung up is when I screw up or the, the plan, the launch didn't launch. Right. Um, and you go, Oh, and then you wallow in despair and you, and you backslide and you end up worse off than you were. You know, if you try something, it doesn't work. Keep, try something else. Or, or if you, if you, you know, decide to take a hot shower one day in the the P90 Exodus, Mm -hmm. um, you know, then, then you go, okay, well I did. I I forgot about it. You know, or, or I was, I said, I wasn't going to eat meat on Fridays and I did. Did. Yeah. Ah, Okay. It was always next Friday. Right. And so you, and I can't tell you how many times I've done that where I'm like, I'm not eating, I'm I'm not eating meat on Fridays. That's the thing I've said I'm not doing. (laughs) Oh, is it Friday today? Oh my gosh. I didn't realize. Yeah. Is this Chick-fil-A? Oh my god! I'm in an airport. Airports don't count, right? Like airports, yeah. No, they're oh, like they're man. like the the black zone. The, no, they're they're like the area that God doesn't see. The, it's a it's a timeless void. Yeah, it feels like a timeless. Void. <laughs> Sometimes it does. Yeah, but again, but so keep trying, keep yeah. trying, keep trying, keep trying, and that you know, again, <clears throat> how do I move the ball today? Mm. So I, you know, it's interesting. I, what's the takeaway? And I hate to be preachy to the listener because if you're listening and you're, you know, I, I hate it when I listen to a radio show or a podcast and, and they're just, like, and you need to do this, this and you need to do this yeah. and you need, but I'm going to do it. Um, if you're listening to this, how are you going to move the ball today? Mm. You know, like uh, what's, what's the thing that you've wanted that you don't have and you know why, mm. right? And so a lot of people like they'll, they'll say, well, I want a relationship. What are you doing to find one? Yeah. Right. And well, I, I'm, I, you know, I'm shy and this and that, then buy a book on small talk and, and execute yeah. the plan. Um, find our small talk. Great book. Buy it, execute it. Um, maybe, maybe you're self-conscious about some part of you, right? Well then, then work on it. Work right. On it. You know what I mean? Um, maybe you want a better job. Okay. Well 
you, do you have, what's your plan to do that? What, maybe you want to build a blog. Yeah. Are you writing every day? You know, because if you're not writing every day, you're not going to build a blog, right? Maybe you want to get more gigs as a musician or a speaker. Are you, do, how do people even know you're there, yeah. right? Are you, are you, how are you, you know, so buy a book on mm-hmm. marketing or, or, or start, you know, calling around and, and supporting people. There's, there's plans here, guys. So don't sit there wishing and waiting. Take massive action. Yeah. Do something. Well, and I Commit. think I, and I, and I also know, and this is part of the, at least for, for my age of people, the millennials and, and what are they, the Gen Zers? I think it's Gen Z, I generation. I, I generation. Yeah. Um, is, is that, and I think we talked about this in a podcast before, but we tend to look at the whole thing and get, get intimidated. It's everybody. By the man. whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we, we look at it and we go, there's so much that we have to do and then. Like and I'm the 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 podcast we were talking about with this and I think I can't remember which one it was, um, but chunk it, absolutely you know chunk it chunk and, it and honestly since that podcast I've I've looked at things and I've gone, man that's a lot I can do this and then have chunked it and I can tell you it works yeah you know because I there are things that I'm actually finally getting done and going okay this is now part of my daily. Right. Routine. Like this is something that when I get into the office, this is what's happening. Nothing else happens until this do- this gets done. You know, so if you're going to set goals that push yourself. Right. Then set the first one. Something that you can absolutely do. Because even just mentally, that's that's going to propel, propel you forward. Because yeah. you're like, oh. I've, I've been here. I can do this. I've done this. I just started writing yesterday. I'm like, this is a book. There's a book. I'm writing a book. And mm-hmm. I had the whole outline there. And then I then I immediately went. Oh, books like sixty thousand words. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's like, that's like sixty pages. Oh, mm. You know, you start, but then you go, wait. Well, if I just write a page at six hundred words, right? If I write a page a day, or maybe I write five pages a day, you write five pages a day. I can write that in like twenty days. Mm. That's not that big a deal. And five pages isn't really no. a lot. That's, you know, that's not a lot of work. And granted, you got to edit and all this stuff, but. But again, you break it down. You go, okay, well, I can't write 60,000 words today, mm-hmm. but I can write 600 yeah. without even thinking about it. I can probably write 1,200 pretty easily. If I push myself, you know, I can write 1,800, yeah. you know. And so, it, you know, you start going like, oh, I could probably write 3,000 words today mm-hmm. fairly easily. Throw 3,000 words and just stay with this. I'll have a book in 20 days. Yeah. And that's not that hard to do, right? But but you say, hey, write a book. Everybody goes, <coughs> Well, yeah, I got, wait, I got so much. I'm so busy, yeah. you know, um, well, and we're so we're so busy looking at what is going to be the body of the book that right. you haven't even started writing the first page to kind of work it out. Like, right. And I know conversations that we've had about and even with musicians writing music or writing blogs like you have to get through the initial like fifteen hundred other like crappy versions. Right. But you wouldn't have known what was crap. Right. If you hadn't just started it. Right. See, right now, Everyday Catholic's trying to get $320 a month donors. Mm. That's our goal. $320 a month donors this year. Um, and uh, how do we do that? Mm-hmm. Well, what we're doing is we're building our mailing list, our emailing list yeah. for mailing out. The Weekly Word podcast goes out on um, every week. You can get you can subscribe to that at, at everydaycatholic.com. Um, if you like it and it serves your family, go ahead and donate, right? And so I've been I've been doing that, and we've been building a list. Everywhere I go speak, I, they're, they're, I'm building the list. And I'm, I'm typically adding like 10, 10 to 20 subscribers a day right now mm-hmm. to that to the, to the Weekly Word uh, mailing and, and the podcast and the blog list. 
but it still seems so far away. Yeah. So that question of how did you move the ball today? You know, there's some days, there's some plays in football, and I, I'm not a football guy, so this is going to sound completely insincere, but it is. But but again, if you watch a football game, it's you know, some plays they get like a yard, mm, right? Yeah, absolutely. Right? And and that was necessary because it set up the next one, right? Mm-hmm. And and just because that, you know, today you you may work your butt off, and you're like, I didn't. Ha! But you laid the groundwork mm. for the next move, right? And so, you know, it, I'm just proud of you for the football analogy. So. I know I'm really reaching, man. I'm really uncomfortable. I sweat a little bit as we started that. It's like, <laughs> this is my. How do I not sound I stupid? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> as I as I've mentioned in the last podcast, I used to do musical theater. Anyway, um, but so how did you move the ball today? And don't get discouraged. And again, if you're working out and you're like, I want to lose, you know, how many pounds? Maybe you worked out this week and you didn't lose anything, but you built muscle yeah. that's going to burn calories mm. faster. And so while you didn't see the tangible benefit, there's a benefit. And just the benefit of getting there, of, of overcoming your own, you know, yourself, overcoming all the whispers of deceit and lies and getting there made a big difference, you know? And so, again, overcoming adversity is important. Put adversity into your life, whether that be a hike that's going to challenge mm. you, whether that be a workout that's going to challenge you, whether it be the P90 Exodus program Vinny's talking about. Yeah, yeah, say yeah. what the real word real is. It's the, so the Exodus 90? Exodus or 90. Or you can call it the E90X. I don't know. E90X. The, you know. The cheesy. Sorry. But don't, don't run from adversity. Don't run from being uncomfortable. Yeah. Run to it because it's going to make you stronger yeah. in the long run and you'll need it when you don't have a choice. Yeah. Um, super interesting. So um, the this Sunday... The readings uh, for the twenty fourth Sunday of Ordinary Time. Um, the first reading is Isaiah. The second reading is James, and the Gospel um, is from Mark, <clears throat> and and all of them together, because um, we did a Bible study with our young adults. Um, a lot of it had to do with with facing adversity with God on your side. Mm-hmm. You know Isaiah, um, the first reading in Isaiah. You know the the Lord. The first line is the Lord God opens my ear that I may hear and I have not rebelled and have not turned back. Um, you know, so there are those moments where God is calling us to something, but it's bigger than we can, can ever imagine to finish. Right. Well, in that face of adversity, are we rebelling or are we listening? How are we not turning back and, and heading in face, you know, face forward and, and, and charging in to the best of our ability, you know, and with, with James, um, it's about faith and works. You know, if we truly have faith that God can help us do anything, then we we put that faith in action. Yeah. By putting, you know, and then of course the 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 gospel, and I know you went over this probably in in the gospel preview. Um, but Jesus is like Really, you're. I told you what what has to happen and what needs to be done, and you're yeah. telling me that it's too big. Yeah, and it's like, well, right. if you if we truly believe that God is with us, then let's get it done. Let's right do it together. Well, and you have to open to His way, yeah, not your way. You know what I mean? And so that, that way, that's Yahweh. But I mean, again, you start out and you go, "We're going to get it done," and then it doesn't work out the way you thought it would. Yeah. And you guys say, "Okay, God, where's your plan in this?" Hey, Vinny, we're we are crossing over into the forty minute mark Woo! at this 
point. So it's time to wrap up this episode of the Afternoon Morning Show. If you have not subscribed yet, maybe you're listening at everydaycatholic.com. You can go to iTunes and or Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the Afternoon Morning Show. And if you're enjoying the show, we'd love it if you give us a review there on Apple. Makes a big difference. Helps people find us. And as always, uh, you can find all of this and more at everydaycatholic.com because Catholic shouldn't mean boring. We'll catch you next time. Bye, guys.